This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 26th of August 2022. Presented to you this week by Lucinda Redgate, farm trader based in Yorkshire. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. My Farm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With a MyFarm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk oblique MyFarm info. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now, let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. Wheat prices moved higher early in the week in response to strong gains in US Chicago border trade corn futures, which rose to a two-month high. Corn futures rose in reaction to disappointing results from the pro-farmer crop toll as it progressed through the main corn-producing states. Iowa is the world's number one corn producer yet yields from western Iowa were reported at 181.12 bushels per acre, which has fallen from 183.96 bushels per acre last year and is lower than the three-year average of 183.47 bushels per acre. The second largest corn producer, Illinois, saw yields that are estimated to be 190.7 bushels per acre, which is down from 196.3 bushels per acre last year. This result is still greater than the three-year average of 185.6 bushels per acre. Yield potential in Nebraska and Indiana is seen being significantly down on the year. In its August World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report, the United States Department of Agriculture, commonly known as the USDA, estimated that the 2022 to 2023 corn crop would reach 364.7 million tonnes, which would be 90 million tonnes down on the year. This lower forecast was primarily based on a lower planted area, which was 3.6 million acres down on the year. The crop tour suggests lower yields will see an even smaller US crop, which has added strength to world corn prices. This follows major revisions to estimates for the EU corn crop, which following drought is seen just above 55 million tonnes, which is 14 million tonnes down on the year. Mars, the EU crop monitor, made a notable cut in its EU corn yield estimate, bringing it down from 7.25 tonnes per hectare to 6.63 tonnes per hectare. The European Drought Observatory offered little comfort, noting that Europe's worst drought for 500 years could extend through into November. Reports of record yields continue as a Russian wheat harvest progresses. Private estimates suggest total wheat production could rise to between 95 and 100 million tonnes, at least 25 million tonnes up on the previous season. The previous USDA estimate was 88 million tonnes, with exports at 42 million tonnes, which was 9 million tonnes up on the year. 
However, export taxes have resulted in a slower start to Russia's 2022-23 wheat export campaign, with only 5.9 million tonnes shipped in July and August. This is 27% down on last year. Russia is likely to become increasingly competitive in export markets, which presents a major bearish threat. This week, Russia sold 240,000 tonnes to Egypt in a private sale. In contrast to recent tenders from the General Authority for Supply Commodities, where the export tax prevented competitive forward sales, deliveries in this private sale will extend through to November. Egypt says it has strategic reserves to meet seven months of domestic consumption. Farmers in neighbouring Kazakhstan have to date harvested 3.3 million tonnes of grain from 13.9% of its own area. Yield is up to 1.46 tonnes per hectare from 0.91 tonnes per hectare, a 60% gain. The USDA sees Kazakhstan producing 13 million tonnes of wheat, up from 11.81 million tonnes last year. The Kazakhstan Union estimates the 2022 wheat crop at 14.4 million tonnes. Meanwhile, the Ukrainian Grain Association has cut its country's 2022 wheat production estimate to 19 million tonnes, which is down from 33 million tonnes last season. It has also cut its corn estimate down from 37.6 million tonnes last year to 24 million tonnes. Agricultural exports from Ukraine could rise to 4 million tonnes in August, up from 3 million tonnes in July. The Black Sea port shipping corridor has helped this be realised. More concerning for Ukraine's future agricultural production potential were comments that 30% of Ukraine's agricultural enterprises may refuse to drill winter crops this autumn due to monetary concerns. Now, let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. Pressure came early in the week as the harvest in Denmark moved to a close and some spot cargoes were sold quite cheaply, as yields and quality have proved better than expected. With feed barley prices modest due to lack of demand in the EU, even with the lower prices, premiums are now seen at £22 to £40 per tonne, depending on location. The UK has a substantial surplus of malting barley still to sell, and we may see some areas with traditionally higher feed prices or that are some distance from a malting barley home or export point may end up selling their crop as feed prices fall further. About 85% of Scottish spring barley has been cut in the borders. Approximately 75% has been cut in the Fife area and around 50% has been cut in Aberdeenshire. Quality and yields are very good and the harvest may be heading towards record yield. Hopefully the forecast will remain favourable and the rest of the crop can be cut without running into weather issues. Post-harvest haulage will be the next point of concern for growers. In England, where much of the barley crop was cut in temperatures of over 30 degrees, growers need to be aware that there could still be germination issues if the crop is left in store for a long time without blowing air through it, even when temperatures are dry. As temperatures drop, turning the fans on becomes even more important. Even if the humidity is relatively high, cooling and lowering the temperature in store should be a primary aim. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. This week, bullish stories outside of rapeseed fundamentals have driven the market up in the short term. This is down to two main factors, the Russian-Ukraine conflict and US soybean production. 
Heightening of tension as a result of further military action between Russia and Ukraine led the market to believe that there could be some disruption to the newly established export corridor through the Black Sea. Meanwhile, US soybeans have seen fewer crops rated good to excellent, which is supported by the results from the annual Pro Farmer Crop Tour. Despite these challenges, rapeseed supply still looks set to have a plentiful year. The Canadian crop is getting closer to completion and Australia was getting close to seeing one of its largest ever crops contributing towards an estimated global rapeseed production of 73 to 74 million tonnes. If realised, the market should see a large rapeseed carryover into the next crop year. It is also worth noting that rapeseed processors will be feeling the crunch this winter. With skyrocketing energy prices, it may be more cost effective for some processors to turn off their plants. The November Matif rapeseed future contract started the week at €595 per tonne and hit €640 per tonne on Wednesday. It closed at €623 per tonne on Thursday, leaving prices higher than they started the week and showing that volatility is now a permanent feature of our markets. Don't forget, Frontier customers can use MyCrop marketing within MyFarm to track prices daily. Please speak to your Frontier contact for more information if you do not yet have a MyFarm account. It is free to sign up and we're happy to help you get started. Looking at pulses now. The UK bean harvest is far from over, with a lot of crops still to be harvested, especially from the Midlands and further north. Yield indications are still looking good for winter beans with most crops in the four to five tonnes per hectare range. However, spring bean yields are more variable, with some very poor yields being reported on lighter land. Export demand for feed beans is currently non-existent, and there is limited domestic demand also. Feed market values continue to follow wheat, but the market is beginning to see some renewed buying interest for human consumption beans. Trade is very sporadic, with many of the smaller Egyptian buyers unable to trade due to foreign exchange controls imposed by the Egyptian government, which is preventing the flow of US dollars out of the country. These early premiums may soon disappear due to a lack of cash or due to competition of new crop supplies from the Baltic states. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. European nitrogen supply has been dealt another big blow this week due to high gas prices and subsequent high ammonia production costs. Levels in the UK for spot gas have been hitting £6 per therm. This is a 450% increase since 12 months ago, when costs were only £1.8p per therm before prices began to rise. Over the past week, producers in Poland, Germany, Lithuania, Spain and Italy have all announced plants will temporarily halt production. Many others are considering their options due to the current high gas prices. In addition, the forecast is firmer again for the winter, making it uneconomical to convert ammonia into ammonium nitrate. Where possible, producers are swapping from manufacturing ammonia on site to importing product from lower cost gas regions. This will allow production to continue in the UK. No terms are on offer for quality ammonia nitrate, including domestic product. Granular urea and treated urea still remain financially attractive for the UK grower, but given the energy issues and increased demand due to lack of ammonium nitrate, it's likely we will continue to see urea prices rise, 
and reduce its current large discount to the ammonium nitrate replacement value. This week, urea prices have seen an increase by $80 per tonne on the back of negative production news in Europe. Please speak to your Frontier contact for advice and product information. At present, UAN terms for nitrogen and nitrogen sulphur grades remain in the marketplace. Although volumes are limited for the spring delivery period, with some suppliers withdrawing terms in response to current volatility, UAN terms remain available for the autumn position for those growers still to cover product for tank fill. Demand for P and Ks and straights in the UK has slightly increased this week as growers look to replace valuable nutrients removed during harvest. It remains important that growers ensure offtakes are replaced for next year's crop. Markets are stable with products available. This was Front Runner for week ending Friday the 26th of August. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information, as well as to our blog and socials, can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.